Let us pray. Loving God, we pray that you will give us ears to listen, minds to understand, and hearts to love. We pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today is the third Sunday of Advent, a day that's a little different than the other Sundays in Advent. If you have an Advent wreath at home, you know that the candle that we light today is different than the others. Advent wreaths come with four candles, three that are either purple or blue, and one that is pink. And the pink or rose-colored candle is the one that we light on this, the third Sunday of Advent, which is also known as Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is a Latin word that means rejoice, as in rejoice in the Lord always. And Gaudete, although I'm not a scholar of Latin by any means, is a Latin word that means rejoice. And it's a plural imperative form, which means that we all must rejoice. We are commanded to rejoice, to be joyful, and to spread that joy to others today. So while Advent is a season of quiet and reflection and waiting, but when we get to today, the third Sunday of Advent, the rose color candle that you will light today on your Advent wreath at home signifies the nearness of the Lord's coming. The birth of the Christ child is soon, but not quite yet. And today is not only Gaudete Sunday, but since today is also December 13th, it is also St. Lucia's Day or St. Lucy's Day. Lucia was a young woman who was martyred in Sicily in the fourth century, so in the 300s. And part of Lucia's story is that according to the lore, she wore a wreath of candles on top of her head to show the way as she walked through the darkness to share all that she had with the poor. And so today, especially in the Scandinavian countries and in also in parts of the United States, uh, where there is uh, more of a Scandinavian influence, um, in those places where it is dark for so much of the day at this time of the year, St. Lucia Day is a meaningful holiday especially because for them, they resonate with celebrating Lucia, bringing light through the darkness as she shared kindness with those in need. The collect for this third Sunday of Advent is a prayer for God to stir up his power and in so doing to stir us up and to spur us like Lucia on toward love and good deeds. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this Sunday, and in this season of Advent, we turn again toward God, relying on him to stir up our faith, to rekindle our hope, to rekindle our joy, to rekindle our love for him and for one another. We are praying today that God will stir up the fire of his love in us. 
The scriptures appointed for this third Sunday of Advent all tie in with this idea of rejoicing in God and praying for God to stir up a new thing in us and in this world that God has made. We hear these words from the prophet Isaiah, bring good news to the oppressed, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, comfort all who mourn, Give them the oil of gladness instead of mourning. Build up the ancient ruins. Repair the ruined cities. Isaiah's prophetic words remind me of a particular prayer from our Book of Common Prayer. One of my favorites, actually, a collect that the bishop prays at ordinations. Just after the ordinand is presented and the litany for ordinations is said or sung. And this is that prayer. O God of unchangeable power and eternal light, look favorably on your whole church, that wonderful and sacred mystery. By the effectual working of your providence, carry out in tranquility the plan of salvation. Let the whole world see and know that things which were being cast down are being raised up, and things which had grown old are being made new, and that all things, are being brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made. Your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. This prayer is one of my favorites in the prayer book, especially this line. Let the whole world see and know that things which were being cast down are being raised up and things which had grown old are being made new. In Advent, we are called upon to rejoice in all this, to rejoice that in God and the promised Messiah, we have the hope that what is cast down or cast off is being raised up. In Advent, we rejoice in this hope of renewal and of fresh starts. In Advent, we are thankful for a God who, rather than requiring us to be perfect, instead brings us to perfection through his Son, Jesus Christ. The psalm that we sang today, Psalm 126, echoes this theme of rejoicing in God's restorative power. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then were we like those who dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad indeed. When the psalmist prays, restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses of the Negev, he is asking God to send rains down into an arid land to fill up dried up gullies with water so that they will become rushing creeks and streams once more. And then we hear the psalmist pray that those who go out weeping will come again with joy. The imagery is of people who go out with seeds, hoping that they will reap a harvest and eventually see better times. And then we see them come again, bringing back that harvest that they had hoped for. As we come to the end of 2020, we too are holding on to hope for better times ahead. 
with those long-awaited vaccines being distributed around the country and the world at this very moment. With the arrival of Advent, we worship with songs and scriptures of joyful expectation as we recall again, as we do every year at this time, the coming of Jesus on Christmas. This year, maybe more so than in any other year in our lives or in recent memory, we sense some extra poignancy in the waiting and the anticipation that is called for in Advent. This year, we still anticipate the coming of Christmas, but we may feel some anxiety or uncertainty as we are realizing more and more that our celebrations of Christmas and the new year must be different this year. In John's Gospel, we hear John the baptizer who heralded the coming of Jesus. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. I wonder what that means for us, especially right now in December 2020. We're not the light, but like John, we come to testify to that light. Just as the moon reflects the light of the sun, so can we reflect the light of Christ as we wait with rejoicing and hopefulness. We reflect the light of Christ and in so doing can do our part to light up a world that has been going through a lot of dark and seemingly hopeless times. Holding on to this hopefulness and joyfulness is one way that we are shining the light of Christ into the darkness. There is a light at the end of this dark tunnel that is 2020 and this ongoing time of pandemic. But there is also a light that we carry within us as we continue making our way toward the light. Amen.